or our family didn't have family vacations. We didn't go to the beach in the summertime. You know, we, we, we wrestle. You know, I don't think I did anything that no one can do or else I wouldn't have done it. It's almost like I was more excited for him to win than, 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 I, than I cared about me winning. You know, that was when I really, truly understood that you can't get on that podium without being a well-rounded wrestler. There's no reason to sleep in. You know, I, I don't, uh, you know, I think sleeping in is a little bit of being lazy. Wrestling is just like one big puzzle. There's like a counterattack to every attack that the opponent has, and it's just fun trying to, like, figure everything out. No, I think you had some uh, pretty good questions, pretty in-depth. Only fault was it I thought I could pin everybody, you know. So going into the semifinals, I didn't really have a game plan. I was like super, super, super intense. All I cared about was wrestling. You know, that's what I love to do. I want to stand. Out. I want to. I want to get in your face. I want to beat you up. For 17 years, it was like it was what I was training for, you know. And this is potentially my last tournament. It's like this is it. It's like eight mile. Like you only get one shot. I felt like he took what was mine, you know, and um, I was trying to take what was his, so just kind of how things go. Welcome to episode 31 of the Sudden History Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Earl Smith. This is going to be part one of a two-part special with the Big Ten Preview Podcast. Um, I'm not going to get into too much beforehand because we got some good content. I just want you to get to it. In order, we will be talking to Michigan State head coach Roger Chandler, Rutgers head coach Scott Goodale, and finally, Ohio State assistant coach Jay Jaggers. So let's get to it. Our next guest on the Sudden History Big Ten Preview Podcast is the first-year head coach for Michigan State. Let's welcome Roger Chandler. Hey, thank you, Earl. Thanks for having me. Sure. Thanks for joining us. Coach, if you could start off with a week-by-week breakdown of who will be competing for spots in the Spartan lineup for 2016-17. You don't need to get into specifics of who's beating who if you don't want, but just a general idea of who will be competing for each weight. Well, the great thing is is, uh, um, we have a very young team right now and um, uh, very few upperclassmen overall. Um, And uh, right now these guys are competing hard, so it's kind of hard to, you know, basically identify – all the starters, I think we could think we have a pretty general idea, but uh, as far as uh, the entire team goes, you know, we haven't decided who's redshirting, who's not redshirting. I think uh, at the end of the day, in a perfect world, we'll probably uh, hold uh, quite a few of these guys back this first year because we have uh, 17 new freshmen in the program. So, I mean, but as, as far as the lineup goes right now, I, I would say at 125 pounds, the, the lead guy, and he's been in the lineup the last uh, last two years is uh, Mitch Rogliner, but at the same time he's going to be pushed uh, really hard by redshirt freshman Logan Griffin. Um, he was a three-time state champion in Michigan. He redshirted last year, has had some success at the open tournaments, and then um, and then we also have uh, a couple of uh, um, true freshmen and Lucas Hall. Um, he, he he was a pretty uh, pretty successful in his own right at the high school level and had some national success as well. And then uh, you've got another kid who won a Michigan State Championship last year uh, in um, Julian Saldana. So we finally got some depth at 125, and these guys are banging really hard, and we're really excited about it. But, you know, as it stands right now, I would say Mitch Rogaliner is definitely the top guy just based on his experience. But, uh, you know, 
at the end of the day, these guys have to compete and decide who's number one. Um, 133, uh, we, we got a transfer and MAC champion, Austin Eicher, this past summer. He's, he's a Michigan kid um, originally, and uh, and he decided he wanted to be uh, back closer to home, so uh, we, we got a big pickup in him. And, uh, I, you know, he's probably pretty much solidified the spot there. But, again, there, there's some uh, um, tough young freshmen that are pushing him as well. you got Matt Santos, who's a true freshman. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a few other guys, too, that, that I can't recall right now. We've got so many guys that I lose track really quickly. But uh, 41, Javier Gasca, he's our returning national qualifier. Um, I really believe that kid has the potential um, to be on the podium this year. And uh, I think he'll... Uh, compete to be a national champ as well. I think his his talent level is really high, and uh, really excited excited about him and what, what what he brings this year. And he's really taking a leadership role in the team. Uh, at 149, um, I would say it's uh, pretty much solidified by uh, Nick Trimble. He's a fifth-year redshirt senior. Um, he redshirted last year after during his fourth year, and uh, uh, he wrestled at 57 most of the year in open tournaments, and he had a lot of success and. Um, the kid is just, uh, uh, he's a workhorse. And, you know, early in his career, I mean, we never registered him r right away. So he, he got thrown in the lineup a few years back when he was a freshman. And, uh, you know, last year, as far as development goes, uh, he he, uh, he really uh, catapulted himself. And, I, I you know, I really believe he's going to be a force to reckon with, and uh, um, people shouldn't sleep on him. But uh, he, he's our senior team leader, him and Javier Gasca. So he'll definitely be our 49-pounder um, you know, unless somebody comes in and, and uh, shakes that up a little bit. But uh, then uh, at 157, um, I would say this weight class is uh, pr pretty wide open, um, so to speak, right now. Uh, you got Mark Bozo, uh, who, who wrestled for us last year at the Big Ten Championships. He's a redshirt sophomore now. Uh, you got redshirt freshman and uh, Austin Thompson. And then we have uh, some of these uh, freshmen. You got Austin Hiles. And then uh, you got Jake Tucker. I don't know if he's going to be at 49 or 57. I think he's leaning towards 49 for this first year. Um, but uh, I think he wants to redshirt. But uh, at the same time, we got to just see how things uh, shake out over the first uh, couple open tournaments. 165, um, you know, it looks like it's going to be redshirt freshman Logan Ritchie. Um, he was a two-time state champ here in Michigan, redshirted for us last year. And, uh, you know, he uh, he's a tough, hard-nosed kid, and uh, you know I, I, I really believe um, he's going to have some success at uh, at this level. Um, other guys that are there, um, obviously um, one of our big-time recruits from last year, outside, um, you know, is uh, is uh, Drew Hughes uh, from Indiana. He was a nationally ranked kid coming out of high school, and um, he's definitely uh, pushing everybody um, in the room and uh, and. You know, but I think uh, the mindset right now is to redshirt him. But uh, at the same time, if uh, he proves to be, um, you know, ultra competitive once we get in these open tournaments, uh, there's a, there's a chance that we may look to him. But uh, I would say overall, right now, the mindset is Logan Ritchie's the guy. Then at 74, you have uh, Dean Vitis, who moved up from 65 to 74 this past year. From last year, he was at 65, and now he's at 174. And then he's going to compete with Shane Shadaya. Um, Drew Burns, who's a senior, and uh, and then you know we got some good freshmen. Danny Cruz out of Lowell, Michigan. He's a really hard-nosed freshman, but uh, 
Um, I, you know, at the, at the end of the day as well, at 174, it's probably going to be, um, you know, a three-way round robin between uh, Dean Petit, Shane Shadaya, and uh, Drew Barnes. 184, um, we have uh, two solid guys there. And uh, Schwan Shadaya, he's the twin brother of Shane. Um, he wrestled at the Big Ten Championships last year, and uh, he had some pretty good success last year as a freshman. Um, and, uh, you know, he's he's probably the top candidate right now, but at the same time you got uh, Wesley Maskell, who uh, I think he, wrestled, he, he uh, wrestled 35, 36 matches last year. And uh, he's, uh, he's definitely in the mix and, and could be the guy as well. Um, then at uh, 97, um, we kind of did a little bit of a flip-flop here um, just to, uh, you know, see uh, what could happen here this year. But uh, right now we got Matt Okai. Um, he's a, he's a, red, a redshirt sophomore um, at 197. you got another kid, Jimmy Russell, who's out of Detroit Catholic Central. And then uh, at heavyweight, uh, we've, uh, we've taken Jacob Cooper and moved him from 97 up to heavyweight for this upcoming season. Okay, so coach, you're in a different position from most first-year head coaches. The team's already familiar with you. You've been on staff for years and transitioned into the head coach role. Um, what has been different this year compared to previous seasons uh, in preparation for this season? Well, I, you know, I've stated this many times, and it's just, um, it's just the expectation, and um, you know, the expectation of what we expect from the kids, and. You know, to be successful at this level, um, you have to completely commit yourself in all facets. Um, you know, you have to commit yourself from a nutrition side. You have to commit yourself from a training side. You've got to commit yourself from an academic side. And you have to be balanced in all those things. And, uh, you know, I, I believe, you know, overall, the guys that we have on, on the team right now, they're doing a really good job. And they, they bought in right away last April. Um, you know, we, we, we started a, a club last April, and, uh, you know, the guys that were remaining at the team that at that time, I, I sat them down. I said, here's the expectation. I said, it's not mandatory, but here's the expectation. If you guys want to be a great team, then we're, we're going to train in the off season. We're going to train for something. And uh, so we, we had the club, you know, pretty much all summer, and, and uh, we, we, we trained for University Nationals, and we had uh, 18, 18 wrestlers compete at University Nationals. Some of them didn't have freestyle experience, but, uh, you know, the great thing was they committed to being 100% on board, and they did not miss a day of uh, club practice all the way through the um, fall and early summer. And uh, I, think, I think going through that process, um, you know, they, they started to see results, which was, which was a really cool thing. And then, uh, you know, Obviously, when you have 18 new kids come in the program, which is half of our team, um, you know, these kids have high expectations as well. So, you know, the combination of the kids who stayed with the program after last season and the kids who came into the program, um, you know, we, we have something special going right now, and, uh, and and the energy is really good. And so speaking of the transition, I, I feel like I have to ask, some people have asked the question why the transition happened opposed to the job being opened up to the outside. Are you able to comment on that? You know, um, to, to be honest with you, um, you know, this this wasn't a closed room deal at all. Um, you know, the only thing I can reflect back on is, uh, you know, five years ago, um, um, my administration uh, promoted me as associate head coach, and they said, 
you know, you know what what is uh, what are your career goals? And I said, well, I said my career goals are, I mean, if you, if you want me to pinpoint it, I said I, I'd like to be the coach here at Michigan State. And uh, I said I don't know what Coach Coach Minkle's, uh time frame is um, for retirement, but uh, you know I'm starting to get to that point now where um, I've been around the block a few times and um, I might start looking for other things. And the way this whole thing happened was uh, they they uh, they pulled me in um, last uh, end, end of last May, um, actually about a year and a half ago, and they said what. Well, what would you think about being our next head coach? And that's that's how it happened. Um, I, it's totally unexpected. I saw no uh, pre-warning signs, and and then it kind of transpired from there because uh, Coach Minko kind of let them know that hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to move on and enjoy retirement. And I, I put my years of service into, you know, Michigan State and Michigan State wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, so your lone 2016 NCAA qualifier was 141 pounder Javier Gasca. In uh, previous seasons, he started at 33, then moved up to 41. Uh, you mentioned he's going to start the year at 41 this year, um, and you expect him to be competing for the podium and uh, potentially a national title. You know, where is he at at this point in time? You know, Javier's. Tr- uh, we call him Javier around here, but um, Javier's. <laughs> um, I mean, he he's he's a team leader right now, and. He's pushing the pace. Here, here, here's where uh, things have changed for Javier, and the last, as far as his mindset in the last few years, is mentally he always felt like he was a 33 pounder, but his body was telling him other things. So he, like last season, he went down to 33 for the Michigan State Open, beat some very good guys, and had a lot of success. And then, um, then the struggle kicked in. And uh, we we tried to talk him out of it early early on and said, hey, you know, we don't want to go through what we went through the previous season. He goes, no, coach, I'm committed to it. But his body was telling him other things, and then he had some uh, medical issues with the weight loss and stuff. So um, it it kind of forced him to go up. So just going into the year, focused on being a 141 pounder and the mindset's there, and he believes it. I mean, I think last year. Um, you know, he, he had a lot of success at 41, and he proved to himself that, uh, hey, I'm a player here. And, uh, you know, with the, he had the unfortunate circumstance of uh, banging up his knee in the um, fifth and sixth place match against Sabatello from Purdue. But if that wouldn't have happened, I, I think there's a chance uh, he would have com- been competing for All-American spot uh, last year. You had also mentioned you'll be getting a boost in a transfer from the 2016 MAC champion at 133. Austin Eicher, who comes in from Northern Illinois. What can you tell us about him and what he brings to the team? You know, what Austin brings is uh, he brings a mindset and he brings intensity. And, uh, you know, we as a staff, we kind of we kind of joke around a little bit about it, but uh, um, he's just very rigid in every way. And he's dead serious, you know, when he, when he approaches his training, he's dead serious about um, all everything that deals with wrestling and uh you know, when he steps in, whether you're drilling with him or whether um, you're, he's wrestling live, he, uh, you know, he's like Mike Tyson. He he hits you hard, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, he wants to be that uh, physical guy that's in there banging, and um, he wants to rough you up a little bit. So, you know, he brings a little bit of physicality, which uh, you know, I I personally identify with, and uh, I'm excited for him. He's a he's a great kid. He's got a a good head on his shoulders, and he, you know, he wants to be great. And so over the past few seasons, the team has struggled in terms of performance at Big Tens and Nationals to move up in a loaded conference. And uh, I look at your roster, and I think I counted 20 freshmen or redshirt freshmen 
Um, what are your expectations for the season and then moving forward? You know, in order to get to the top, you have to climb the mountain. I'm sure you've heard lots of people say that. But, uh, you know, we're setting expectations for these kids that are higher than, you know, maybe um, the program's ever set for them in the past. And, uh, you know, we're, we're holding them accountable for it. And the good thing is, is they're stepping up every step of the way. And, uh, you know what, we're going to compete hard. These kids are going to be physical. And, and uh, you know, they're, they're not going to expect to fall into wins. And that's what I'm excited about right now is because they, they've just committed to themselves. They, they've committed to their training. And uh, you, you can see these guys building self-confidence right now. I mean, they're, they're, they're a young group, but at the same time, you know, they're, they're excited to prove that, uh, you know, all the hard work, hard work they're, they're putting in right now, um, that they want to be successful. And my D1CW website is ranked the Spartans 2015-16 recruiting class. is number 17 in the nation. This class has now made it into the room for you. What have you seen from these freshmen thus far? You know, these – this, this freshman class, they are a special group, and it, it, and it's a, it's a lot of different effects that they have on the program. Obviously, um, you want your senior leadership to always lead the way, and we, we do have good uh, upperclassmen leadership with uh, Gaska and Trimble. And uh, so, you know, a lot of kids identify with them. But when you when you bring in guys like Jake Tucker and Drew Hughes and even Christian Rebertaro, the heavyweight out of California that we got, um, you know, they're very serious about being successful, so their their mindset is, I want to be great now, and uh, so that that's contagious. When, when you can get that going in a program, and uh, you know everybody starts feeding off each other, they all start pushing each other, you know, a little bit more in the room, a little bit more on the runs, a little bit more on lifting, and you know when you can create that competitive atmosphere where you know what I'm not going to give you an inch, um, you know. You can be really successful, and that's that's what this freshman group does. Is they are pushing a lot of the upperclassmen, but at the same time, the upperclassmen are having to step up. So you know, you're creating this internal competitive nature of the program, which uh, you know I find very exciting and satisfying from my standpoint. Okay, talk about the coaching staff you've assembled. Chris Williams is a familiar familiar face. He's back in East Lansing. You've added Win Mahalik. Uh, what can you tell us about these guys? Well, I'll start out with Chris. I mean, Chris coached here for a while. I coached him as an athlete. And um, the thing about Chris Williams is the kid, or I should say kid, um, the co- you know, Chris as a coach is very passionate about the sport. And uh, um, he just exudes the energy, and it's contagious. Um, the, I mean, the, the guys love him. They, they, they're always wanting to rub elbows with him just because, he, he he believes in them. He gives them that confidence. He breaks down things, so you, you can clearly see things. Um, you know when you may be struggling with certain things of of technique or you know even the physicality of the sport. But he breaks it down for the guys, and uh, and you know they just identify with him really well. You know through his just contagious spirit and um, his love of passion for wrestling, especially Michigan State wrestling, because he is an alumni. Um, as far as Wynn goes, um, Wynn brings a mindset. I mean, obviously he's uh, trained for, through two cycles trying to make an Olympic team. And um, to bring that uh, experience, not only from the college level where he had all, the ultimate su- success, uh, he was a three-time All-American NCAA finalist, and he's still relatively young. 
so people know who Win Mahalik is. And uh, um, when he comes in and speaks to him, they listen because he has just done it recently. He he's relevant. They know who he is. But even on top of that, and his credentials, Win understands the sport. He approaches the sport very uh, from a very analytical standpoint, and uh, he breaks things down for these guys. And uh, you know, he just has a calmness about doing it. And um, you know, when you have a coach that's not too high or not too low, uh, I think it's you know guys can sense that and uh you know they, it builds confidence in them and then uh you know we brought anthony jones he's uh he's an administrative assistant on our staff but he he wrestled for us and um he's still competing he wrestled the u.s nationals last year he wrestled uh, uh one of the regionals but uh he, he's still making um he's still making an attempt to uh, uh live out his uh, uh olympic dream and try to make a world team but uh to, to even have him in the room He's currently training and being an alumni of the program. I just, uh, it, it's a very good situation for us. Okay, Coach, that's all I have for you. Is there anything else that you would like for people to know about wrestling at Michigan State in 2016, 2017? Well, the thing about Michigan State Spartans is, uh, you know, I, you know, I've, I've had, had a lot of time to sit on the phone with the alumni um, um, since last April and talk to them, and uh, a lot of them have been on campus, and it's it's great because, uh, you know. We have a very proud tradition, and they, even though these guys were in the 60s and 70s, and even you know through the 80s and 90s, we've had, we've had some great wrestlers. But uh, I revert back to the, the 1967 national championship team, and there was a lot of great wrestlers on that team. And um, I never had very many conversations uh, uh, with many of those guys, and um, we brought them all back this year. They've spoke to the team, they've been engaged with the team, and just to you know, kind of tell their story of how they became great. Um, uh, I think our guys are buying into this, uh, you know, to this process of, hey, we, we can be those people and we can make uh, make Michigan State proud, we can make ourselves proud, we can make our fans proud again. And, uh, you know, it's all part of the process. And uh, uh, I'm just excited to put a product on the mat that uh, people can say, hey, yeah, they're making gains and they're competing hard. And before you know it, we'll have All-Americans and hopefully a few national champs as well. All right, a big thank you to Roger Chandler for joining us on the Sudden History Big Ten Preview Podcast. Thank you. Our next guest on the Sudden History Big Ten Preview Podcast is the head coach for Rutgers. Let's welcome Scott Goodale. Thanks, Earl. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Sure. Thank you for joining us. Coach, if you could start off with a weight-by-weight breakdown of who could be competing for spots in the Scarlet Knights lineup for 2016-17. You don't need to get into specifics of who's beating who if you don't want, but just a general idea of who's going to be competing at each weight. Great. Uh, 125 is a weight class that's wide open. I mean, we return a national qualifier in, uh, in Sean McCabe. So probably on paper, he would be our, our front runner, but he'll get certainly challenged by you know, Brandon Patesel, who's a highly touted freshman coming in from Phillsburg, and Pete Lapari, a redshirt freshman from Bergen Catholic. So two two quality kids who, who are really looking to get that spot. And then, you know, there's a good chance we'll probably redshirt Alex Mackle, who's a freshman from Ohio. So that, that weight's kind of kind of open right now with a national qualifier return. And 133, um, 
been well documented. Tyson Dipper, he is going to go down the weight, and this is a great time to let everybody know the kid's doing it right. Uh, feels great. He's really a 41 pounder. Wrestled up last year because of our situation at 41, which is a very good situation. So Tyson weighs around 140 pounds. He's training at 140 pounds, and he's going to challenge. And he's a national qualifier last year for, at 49. Will challenge Scott Delvecchio, who comes off a redshirt year. Um, and he's also a national qualifier from two years ago. So it's a very, very good way for us. Both guys are very capable, and both guys can win at the highest level. So we'll let that play itself out uh, at the East Stroudsburg Open November 5th and see where we're at from there. And then afterwards, if they don't wrestle, then we'll probably get in a couple of uh, competition bouts. Uh, 141 is our two-time All-American, Anthony Ashnaught. Um, we obviously are excited about Anthony's trying to win a national title and uh you know that's where he's at so he'll man that spot and you feel very good about where he's at um from a development standpoint and, and how he's trained this off season and going into this year um 49 is another very very good weight with us we we get kenny theobald uh, off of red shirt he's national rank he's a two-time national qualifier he's redshirted last year uh he's been a staple in this for this program for a long long time and he's excited to get back into the lineup but we have anthony geraldo also a national qualifier, moving uh, moving up two weights uh, from from 133 to 149 and qualified last year. I believe he was sixth in the Big Ten. So it's a very very deep weight for us. We're we're, we're very very good at that spot. So uh, again, like 133, we'll, we'll figure that out at the East Stroudsburg Open and maybe some competition matches. Um, 149, I'm sorry, 157. Uh, Richie Lewis will return again, another national qualifier. Uh, we have nine in our lineup, so that that's always always good coming into a season. Uh, but Richie is a, uh, I think, currently ranked sixth in the country, depending on the poll. Had a great off season. He's really done a great job with his weight. I thought he may move up, but he's uh, he, he wants to go 57. That's that's where he's at. Johnny Van Brill is also a very good kid uh, who, who's going to see some time, whether it be 57 or 65. Um, but he's someone who will challenge. We feel really good about Richie. Obviously, I think he has the ability. Uh, to, to, to win a national title, if he could put it all together. Um, he certainly has that ability. He loves to compete. He loves to wrestle. So we, we've loved what he's done all, over the off season. But, it, again, it's, we know it's about those last three days in March, and he'll have to have a really good last three days and keep his head right the whole tournament in, in order to do that. So we're, we're really, really deep at that weight as well. Um, 165, it kind of gets, uh, you know, we'll bring Anthony Pafumi down. Pafumi's been a spot starter for us, whether 174 or 184 in his career. He's a fifth-year senior. We'll bring him down, but he'll certainly get challenged, whether it's Johnny Van Brill moving up, whether it's Joe Grello, a true freshman who's very, very talented and is only going to get better here in the next. He's already jumped levels the last month, so he's only going to get better. So so Pofumi will be challenged for sure, and I don't know where we're going to go at that weight right now, but I would think a fifth-year senior who's been through some of these Big Ten matches and has kind of been to the Big Ten tournament, has won some matches, uh, would have an advantage, but again, he's coming down in weight, and you know these, these young guys are certainly hungry, so that will certainly have to. But those three guys, and then there's Willie Scott. We'll probably redshirt Brett Donner. It's a weight we're very, very deep at, so uh, we'll see again how that plays out. 174 is still Bacookus. He's a fifth-year senior as well, and another uh, returning national qualifier. Um, had a really good Big Ten tournament, and. And he won a lot of big matches for us, and he's really, really close, I think, to breaking out. He's going to need a couple big wins early, and if he can get on one of those rolls he's been on in the past, he'll be very, very 
very, very dangerous, and we expect him to have a really, really good year. He's beaten a lot of nationally ranked guys. Currently, right now, he's not nationally ranked, which is a little bit surprising because he's beaten so many of those guys in that top 20. So um, he didn't have a great national tournament, so I could see where they're at with that. But he's the guy at 174, and and Jordan Pagano will chase him a little bit. And Jordan will wrestle anywhere between 74 and 84, and he gives us really good depth. Uh, either of those two weights because he's very, very talented. He's a Jersey kid, a transfer from Penn State, um, and he had a good year for us last year. Um, 184 is Nick Ravina, again, another national qualifier from last year. And Nick was fourth in the Big Ten tournament. Um, so uh, he's a nationally ranked kid, and he's had, a, he's had, again, a really good offseason. He's trained really, really well. Finally, he's grown into that 184. He's big. So, again, that with him, it's about staying healthy. He wrestles extremely hard. Uh, he was, you know, really the big – I mean, there's a lot of reasons, but probably the biggest reasons for the upset in Nebraska was him picking off Dudley in our dual meet to beat Nebraska at the rack last year, which was really good for our program. Uh, so Nick's been at, you know, the forefront of many of those big upset wins for us. So we look forward to for him to be in the thick of it. I know it's a really, really good weight. Uh, every weight's good and uh, every weight's deep, but we think Nick could be in the thick of it come March. Uh, 197, it kind of gets – it kind of gets a little bit with these last two weights. It gets a little bit uh, unknown. You know, we don't have anybody who's wrestled before. We have very, very little experience. Anthony Messer has been in a couple dual meets up a weight last year at, at 197. Now he is the 97. I, I would probably say because he's been in our program, he's a front runner and he's done really well here this preseason. Uh, but there's there's a couple freshmen that are that are very talented in Kevin Mulligan and Matt Carrenti. And again, that's something that we're going to really see how to play it. We're going to really see play out, and we're going to have to see it through because I think these guys are get. We'll try to keep those guys in redshirt as long as possible, but you know we're going to need something out of Messner to prove that he's the guy. If not, well, we're not afraid to go young, and and those two are true freshmen that are very very talented. Would love to be able to sit them out, but we need to win at that weight class. So Anthony's going to have to really do some good things there. Um, and then heavyweight, we have no experience. It's going to be. Uh, you know, uh, Rossi Normandy has been with the program, redshirted last year. He's been in a bunch of open tournaments. He's one of he's beat a couple good kids, um, but you know we've been fortunate where it's always been Billy Smith for the last four years, and Billy's now moved on. So it's either going to be Ralphie or, or Rajon Gross, who is a uh, two-time New Jersey State champ that played football for three years, has done a great job of getting in shape. He's a tremendous athlete, doesn't score a whole heck of a lot, which is something we're working on right now. Uh, you know he's been a bit out of the game a little bit, but he's he's really bounced back as far as a conditioning level from the summer, and uh, that that's always promising. And then Mark McDonald's in there as well, who's a New Jersey State runner-up. So we got a lot of guys there. Nobody has experience. That's a, that's a really important weight. It's I don't know how many people follow us, but it's uh, the people that do know that most of our matches come down to heavyweight. It's usually a five-five split, and we've been really really fortunate over the years to have a really good heavyweight. So. That's a spot we need to be really good at, and that's really it in a nutshell. You know, it's uh, there's some depth. There's a lot more depth than we've ever had. There'll be some some weights we're going to really be challenged at, and then there's some weights where you know if somebody is hurt, or somebody needs to take one off. We got somebody really good backing them up, so we're excited about that. Now, I'm glad you said that because that was going to be my next question. Um, you alluded to it with some of the spots for the fights for spots in the lineup you and your staff have really been able to put together not only a tough lineup, but you're getting a lot of depth as well. Um, You're probably going to end up with at least two prior NCAA qualifiers not being able to find a permanent spot in the lineup. You know, if you could speak to 
us about getting this situation with the depth in the room? Well, it's it's about recruiting. It's about kids buying into to what you're really doing and they, they loving loving the system. Uh, it's taken a while to get to that point, you know, especially nowadays. These guys, if they're not the guy, they all just want to pick up and go somewhere else where they could be the guy. And we're fortunate enough where we recruited character kids that, that really understand the process and really understand this family atmosphere that we have going on right here. And that's a hard thing to do. So we give those guys credit. And I will tell you this, this schedule set up where they're going to wrestle. They're going to have opportunities to be the guy. They just have to take advantage of those opportunities. And their number is going to be called sooner or later, so they need to continue to, to stay ready and, and stay prepared. It's all about the preparation. And, and when it's their time, they got to, you know, they got to prove it. And they got to, they got to win some big matches. And that's if you're winning big matches, you'll stay in the lineup. And, that's, and they know that, and that's what it's about. So on paper, you see these guys that you think are penciled in, but you know, these other guys are really chasing them down. So it's, it's been great to have depth. It's, it's, it's not, it hasn't been hard. We're able to keep these guys. They, they, like I said earlier, they love the system they're in right now. They like the atmosphere they're in. They like training. So, uh, but you know, everything changes once the matches start. So we got to make sure we keep that going. And you said there are nine former NCAA qualifiers on the roster you know, one of which is a two-time All-American, a Big Ten champ, just a, a lot of experience throughout the lineup. You know, what are your expectations for the team overall this season? Well, the expectations here are high and they'll always be high. And I think, you know, I don't really want to talk goals, but, you know, we, we, we have some goals that are, that, are, that are pretty high and, and they're attainable. You know, they're, they're nothing that's they're, – they're not out of the ordinary. We're not talking national championship. We want to get better every day. I know that sounds boring, but, but – in time, we'll be in a spot, I think, to, to win a trophy at this at this tournament. These guys think they're a top-10 team. Um, I could tell you the staff thinks we're a top-10 team, and we should be a top-10 team annually, and that's kind of what we're, we're kind of building up to and, and trying to have happen. We still have to do that yet, though. You know, having two All-Americans last year was great. It's about, you know, doing better every single year, and maybe maybe now it's more than two, maybe it's three, maybe it's four, and next thing you know, you're in the thick of this thing. And, and that's kind of where we're trying to go without putting too much emphasis on it, just going about our business every day and knowing that there's talent in this room that can get that done at the, at the national tournament. You're about to begin your third season as a part of the Big Ten Conference. Mm -hmm. It appears from all accounts your team has adapted and thrived with the change. How has the move to the new conference benefited Rutgers Wrestling? It's been good. You know, it's been good. It's like, uh, really, it's a, it's just it's like a quarterback having a bad day, right? You got to forget about one bad match. You got to move on to the next one, or it could get uglier. That's kind of the way we've gone about it. It's always been about the next match, and that's the biggest difference being in this conference is is every single night. It's it's an unbelievable dual meet, an unbelievable individual battle, and you have to be ready. You can't feel sorry for yourself because of what happened on a Friday. You have to be ready for what's going to happen on Sunday. And the same is if, is if you're successful. It doesn't matter that you had a huge win on a Friday night. You better be ready to go on a Sunday afternoon because you're getting somebody just as good. So that's been the biggest adjustment for our guys night in and night out. You're getting a national ranked guy, somebody who has the same goals as you thinking about a national title and All-American honors and things like that. So that's been the biggest adjustment. I think we've done a really good job adjusting to it. You know, the first year we were 2-7 and seven in the conference, but we're very, very competitive against a great schedule. And then last year we were 5-4, and four, so we want to continue to do better in that regard. Dual meets are really, really important to this program. Um, it gets our fans excited. They can relate to them. And uh, so we're excited for the dual meet part of the season. We just want to keep – 
you know, keep holding our own in this conference, but ultimately, like last year, you know, beat some of the better teams in the country, like a Nebraska, and so like a Cornell, like a Lehigh. You know, they're not in our conference, but that's important to this program. One of the leaders of your team has to be two-time All-American Anthony Ashnault. He'll start the season highly ranked and a contender in a highly competitive weight class. What are we going to see from Anthony in 2016-17, and what makes him a special wrestler for you? Well, his preparation is what makes him special, and the way he goes about living his life on a daily basis. It's about this sport. It's about this program. It's not really about himself, although obviously wrestling is an individual sport, but just the way he carries himself day in and day out and the way he prepares, you know. And I don't say say this in a bad way, but he's very selfish when it comes to training, meaning it's about his training, and no matter what he has going on that day, he centers it around his training. And that's You're going to see a better Anthony Ashton. That's the bottom line. And every year he's gotten a little bit – bigger, stronger, faster, uh, technically better, and he's, he's even better at this point. He's, uh, he's well-rested. He was a little banged up after the season, so he didn't do much of the freestyle. Uh, but you're going to see a better Anthony Arsenal for sure right now. This is the best he's ever been, and we know the weight is extremely deep. You know, there's, there's 33 guys that will go to that national tournament, all very, very capable of beating one another. And uh, we think Anthony's, you know, one of the best guys, and, it's about him putting it together, and he knows that, and he's very, very close. And uh, there's some technical things there we've worked on all summer long where he's in situations in the national semis where he didn't execute, and those are just, you know, I think that's with all our guys. But this kid's a leader by example, and he lives his life right, and he, he brings everybody up because he has this goal of winning a national title, and, and you could see it by the way he trains. A new addition to the team last year was Richie Lewis, who's a transfer from Iowa Central. He provided a spark at 157, comes in a national seated ninth. Uh, you mentioned he's going to start this year ranked very highly. What's he going to have to do to break through, uh, get onto the podium, and then you mentioned compete for a national title this year? Yeah. Uh, with Richie, it's about consistency. There's no question he can wrestle with everybody in the country. He's that good. He's our most talented guy for sure. He's a great athlete but it's about consistency in his training and knowing that not everything is going to go right with your training. Not everything is going to go right with, with your, your matches. Not everything's going to go right with your travel. You got to deal with adversity, wipe it off to the side and just continue to wrestle. And sometimes he gets caught up and everything needs to be perfect. And it doesn't, he's so talented. He could just, if he just, let, you know, went out and let it fly, he's going to be fine. And for the most part, he does that. He wrestles extremely hard, which is, which is great. Um, but but sometimes things in, during the course of the match, during the course of the week, they bother him and it takes away from his ultimate goal and what he's trying to do. And I think that kind of creeped in a little bit last year. And, you know, his first year at Division One, uh, he had a tremendous first year, and now he's got to cap it. This is it. This is his senior year, and he has to cap it. And uh, I think, you know, getting rid of all those distractions, which he's done so far, and staying consistent in his training is going to be the key for Richie. My D1CW site named your 2015-2016 recruiting class number nine in the nation. It features New Jersey State champions left and right, uh, really a talented group. What have you seen thus far from these freshmen? Like you said, very, very talented. Uh, it's taken them a little bit to get to get accustomed to this, to this you know, system, uh, the way they go about their training, the way they go about their schoolwork, the way they go about their social life all that good stuff that you hear coaches talk about. It's true. It's taken them a little bit, but, man, they can wrestle, all of them. You know, we have seven of them that are in here right now, uh, and they can all wrestle. It's going to take some time. Um, you know, we would love to redshirt them all, but there's so much talent there. You know, maybe it's hard not to, to, to get a couple of them out there. So, uh, 
so far everything they've you know what they're cracked up to be they've been they're talented they're competing but they're also getting you know taking some bumps and bruises which is normal and that's what we like to see so but they're eager they're eager to learn they're eager to train they're getting in here on their own so that's important and that's kind of what you want to see and they're having fun most importantly they're having fun so um they're going to be very good down the road no question about it so looking at your schedule, we're just about a, a month, under a month away from a huge event that you're going to be hosting, the battle at the birthplace outdoors at High Point Solution Stadium versus in-state rival Princeton. Talk about your excitement for this event and some of the logistics that went into planning it. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a big build-up for sure. You know, we were looking for a team that was going to work with us, and uh, Princeton was the perfect fit for the fact they're a New Jersey-based team. It's an up-and-coming program. They're doing great things. Uh, they're very, very talented. They have a great lineup this year. And those coaches, we have a relationship with Coach Ayers, Dubuque, uh, Gray. They want to work. They want to work with us to make sure this stadium is filled. We don't want to do this in front of 10,000 people. That doesn't make sense. So the goal is to get to 20,000, 25,000. Uh, they've worked their tails off through the state of New Jersey with, the, with their contacts and the coaches they know and every clinic they go to. So a lot's been put in. There's been a bunch of meetings and logistics about the mat and the heat and the or heaters and the weather and clocks and all that good stuff. So it's all worked out. It's going to be a great day. Uh, as long as there's no precipitation, there's no snow, there's no rain, we're going to wrestle. We're prepared for it. We've already spent a couple of days outside when it was cold uh, to prepare for it. So uh, we want to make it a great event. And uh, we're over 12,000 tickets have been sold already. We're still a month out, so there's plenty of time uh, to keep ramping that up. It's something that's been talked about quite a bit in these circles in this area. So, uh, we appreciate all their effort they put in, and, and our administration, our marketing department, our staff has put in a ton as well. So it, it made for a perfect match. Okay, Coach, that's all I have for you. Is there anything else that you'd like for people to know about wrestling at Rutgers in 2016-2017? No, I just appreciate you having us on. Any chance I get to talk wrestling, I get pretty fired up about it, So especially Rutgers wrestling. So uh, thanks, thanks for having me, and look forward to talking with you soon. All right, a big thanks to Coach Scott Goodale for joining us on the Sudden History Big Ten Preview Podcast. Our next guest on the Sudden History Big Ten Preview Podcast is an assistant coach for Ohio State and the defending champion for the title of best-dressed coach in the country. Let's welcome Jay Jaggers. Hey, how's it going? Great, great. Good to have you on the show. Um, Coach, looking back to last year's team, you finished third in the country at Nationals with two NCAA champions, two third-place finishers, all of which are returning this year. Um, The prior season, you won the first team title in school history. How are the overall feelings from the staff about the third-place finish? Um, Mixed, I would say. I would say mixed. You know, obviously we were thrilled for some of the achievements to those guys. Um, We lost some heartbreaking semifinal matches. And, and even Mickey Jordan's quarterfinal matches. So, you know, I think as coaches, we're all kind of greedy. Um, and, you know, we, we want our guys to perform their best at the right time. But, um, you know, sometimes things happen, and, and the margin of error is, is just so slim, you know, um, between sometimes making the finals and and not even placing, which, uh, which I think was a little bit of the case with Mickey, you know. He gets a takedown, and he's um, a couple seconds away from – punching his ticket to the semifinals, and then he ends up uh, getting reversed to his back with a couple seconds left and then not placing in the uh, in the round of 12. So, <clears throat> you know, there were some uh, there were some high high points for sure. 
Miles and Kyle, and then uh, there were some uh, some lows. But um, overall, I think we were happy. I mean, our, our team competed, and um, you know we're excited about what we have returning with three. Uh, you know, we have thirty percent of your of your starters are national champions at some point with Tomasello winning in fifteen and Miles and Kyle in sixteen. So uh, we're pretty enthusiastic. That's what I was going to touch on right there. We had the star power that we mentioned before, a couple other NCAA qualifiers coming back, and then some impressive freshmen. So just talk about the outlook for the team this year. Yeah, so a lot of a lot of familiar faces, obviously, with you know the big four: Nate, uh, Miles, um, Bo, and Kyle. You know, all those guys uh, are you know pretty pretty solid with their you know we kind of we kind of know what to expect with, with some of their performances um you know it, it's i think it becomes about our uh some of our fringe guys or our um or our freshmen that we you know haven't seen really compete in a uh besides open tournaments yet so i think that's where you know i think that that's where this thing this, this tournament this year i think that's where uh where it'll be won and lost over the summer, we in the wrestling community followed along with Kyle Snyder making his first Olympic team and winning the gold medal. Uh, just talk about what Kyle's meant to the program, his impact on the school and the community. Yeah, I mean, Kyle Snyder, I mean, I think people, I think his uh, his reputation is, is pretty, people are pretty well aware of it by now. Um, you know, he's just a solid kid, uh, super mature for his age. Uh willing to do any amount of work that it takes. Um, can't say enough good things about him. Uh, just to have him on our team, uh, it's pretty easy. It's pretty easy when, uh, you know, people people respond to him pretty well because they know that anything that he says, you know, he's willing to do as well. So, um, obviously, Kyle is a, is a huge uh, pillar to our program. Um, sticking with Kyle, will we see him with a schedule that's similar to last season, mixing international competition? <clears throat> excuse me, international competitions with college. Um, you know how will the first semester work as last year. Uh, the intentions were to redshirt him early on, so I really didn't interpret it as him missing any of those early events. Right. Yeah, he'll have a hyphenated schedule as well. Um, you know, we're we're sifting through that with, uh, you know, with with. Bill and USA Wrestling and um, trying to, you know, pinpoint times when uh, we think it did good opportunities for him to go overseas and compete. Um, you know, he has some feeling. We're just, we're, we're willing to accommodate basically anything that, you know, we have to. I mean, um, it's important for him and, you know, that's, it's important for us that, you know, we uh, we treat him fair. So yeah, we're 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 totally open with working. He'll have he'll be with us. You won't see him at all of our dates, but um, you'll see him quite a bit. Um, a theme through most of my questions will involve your guys moving up a weight class. Uh, we'll start first with Nathan Tomasello, the 2015 champion at 125. He'll be going 133 this year. There are some people who may have questions about his height and length. Um, there shouldn't be any questions about his strength. I wouldn't think. Um, in your opinion, why will 133 be a better weight class for him? Um, I mean, hard for me to just say it'll be, it'll 100% be better. I mean, we got to go see him compete. But uh, just knowing Nate makes me confident that whatever weight class he goes, he's going to find a way to uh, be successful. You know, I think um, 
I think sometimes when, when he can eliminate that weight management variable out of the equation, uh, he'll be able to concentrate a little bit more about his technical development, which I think will help. Um, but I think uh, he'll be a happier Nate. <laughs> that, that's for sure. But, <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, I think uh, he's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. I mean, bo- both weight classes have some great guys in there. So I think, uh, you know, he just I – th- I think it fits our, our, our what our team's trying to do a little better for this year. I think Jose Rodriguez is a true 25. So uh, with him being able to go 25 and um, with Nate at 33, you know, as, a, as opposed to Nate at 25 and then Jose Rodriguez and Pletcher would, would be uh, kind of duking it out for 33, I think it strengthens our team. So, um, yeah, we're excited for it. He'll be fine. One of the new faces to the lineup will be 141-pounder Keyshawn Hayes. He redshirted last year and had a pretty good campaign. Uh, talk about what he brings to the table and your expectations for him this season. Uh, I try to kind of stare clear a little bit of expectations. Like, for me to throw a blanket statement out, like, oh, he's not in the national finals. Like, that, that would mean that anything less than that would be you know, uh, a failure. And I just, I just, we just don't see it that way as a staff, you know, I mean, I, I keep reverting back to Mickey, but you know, we just want our guys to compete as hard as they can um, and uh, concentrate on, on just their development and their, and their progress. So for me to say next, like throw an attach an accolade to, as, as an expectation, probably wouldn't be fair to Keyshawn, but I think that he has the uh, ability to be one of the premier guys at 41. Um, he's got some, you know, he's got some, some skill sets that are unique. I mean, he's really, really strong and he can turn some guys on top. So, uh, he'll be, um, he'll, he, I think he'll be in the mix. We'll just put it, we'll leave it back at that. Okay. Um, moving up to 149 is going to be Mick Jordan. Um, he had a very good regular season, was seeded six at nationals. You mentioned he failed to place. Um, was this due to effects from being down at 141 all year? Or as you mentioned earlier, he was kind of just right there on the cusp of being a semifinalist anyways. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, we'll never have the, the answer, right? All we can really do is kind of guess from, from what we saw. Um, I mean, he may have lost a little bit of pop for making weight so often, and um, from the cut, but like I said, we only we only reference that because he didn't make it to the national finals or he did an All-American, right? And like I said, he was five mm-hmm. seconds away, maybe even less, from being in the national semifinals. So as, if he makes it to the national semifinals, we'd be saying, like, well, it was a brilliant move. He went down to 41 and he looked strong. So I, I hate to be so reactionary to what his end result, you know, from his end result to say what the issue was with Nick. I think he wrestled fine. I think, uh, you know, in, in a pivotal moment, he made a mistake, and, and, and that's okay. And, you know, we'll live with it, and he'll grow from it, and we'll be fine. But, um, yeah, I think I think like, I think like he'll be happier at 49, and uh, he'll be able to kind of focus on do some more strength training throughout the season to maintain and build even strength. So, um, yeah, we'll be fine. And so his older brother, Bo, is going up to 174. You know, it may sound funny because he ended up third in the nation when it was all said and done, but he had kind of a, a different season dealing with some injuries. He competed at 74 for a little bit. I know he has a young family at home. 
Um, he had to wrestle his cousin a couple times. You know, being a year removed from all that, uh, I would expect him to, you know, wrestle up to. I think he has a number one ranking at this point. Uh, you know, where is he at this point in time? Uh, Bo is uh, he's he's looking big. He looks big and strong. Um, he Bo has he has a really he has a, he has a, a um, fluctuate his body weight in a healthy way based on which weight he's going. So even like last year when he was making sixty five, although he does look enormous, he controlled it really really well. And he was uh, you know he was really healthy and not that dehydrated from 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 the weight standpoint. You know he's had some he's had some issues with his toe and his feet. So um, you know we haven't probably seen the you know 100% Bo Jordan yet. Uh, we we just we keep we keep waiting for that to happen. Uh, once it does, I think um, I think he'll be yeah he'll be just he'll just he'll just be a little better. And I think everybody will uh, everyone will notice that as well. So but he's fine. Bo's doing good. Um, going up like. Again, I, I keep saying everybody will be happier, but, uh, you know, as we look through our team, it's like, yeah, we shouldn't have m- many miserable bus rides, you know, with everybody kind of <laughs> bumping up a weight and being close, and they're all within, you know, uh, pretty much one or two workouts of their of their weight class. So that, that's a good sign. I mean, that's it's a good sign for preseason. And your freshman NCAA champion from a year ago, Miles Martin, will be going up to 84 for parts of – Maybe the beginning of the year last year, I think he was a little under the radar. He comes on big at nationals. This year, right off the bat, he's going to be meeting two-time defending NCAA champion at that weight class, Gabe Dean, at the All-Star Meet in Cleveland. Uh, talk about that matchup and being able to have Miles see Dean this early in the year. Yeah, we just figured, why not? You know, let's go, let's go, let's go feel the guy. I mean, obviously, he's going to be one of the guys that you're going to have to get through. To, in order to repeat as national champion. So um, we have tremendous respect for Gabe Dean and uh, everything he's accomplished. And we, we're excited to just mix it up with them, feel them, see see how Miles can do, how he stacks up against them, you know. Um, and I think Miles looks really strong. He's gotten a lot bigger. I think everybody will notice that as well at the, uh, at the All-Star match. And the last guy I want to talk about is your 197-pounder, Colin Moore. Um, outside of Ohio, maybe only some of the diehard fans knew about him last year prior to him making the junior world team. He'll be competing in a weight class that kind of cleared out after last season. Uh, tell us a little bit about Colin, as I feel like he's going to step in and be highly competitive as a freshman at 97. Yeah, Colin's got... Got a, um, he's, he's got a, he, he's a unique guy to wrestle. He does some things that are maybe unconventional. Um, I've known Colin since he was a little kid. I was uh, for his dad actually was one of my youth coaches when I was really little. So I've known Colin more forever. And um, you know, we, so we kind of had the luxury of, of watching him. At, you know, watching him at the state tournament, even when he was he was second, second, first. So going into his senior year, you know, he hadn't even had a state a state championship. So. Um, you know, but I kind of I knew I knew what he stood for. I knew what his dad stood for, and and uh, how hard he was going to work. So um, yeah, we we were we were lucky there to kind of kind of get a guy a little under the radar. Um, and then he's just had a he's had a tremendous um, spring and summer. I mean, making that junior world team. Now his result his result in France wasn't you know what what he had trained for and or what he wanted, but the fact that 
he was training all summer and uh, you know getting a lot of quality work in. I think that'll pay uh, that'll pay dividends this, this season. Okay, coach, that's all I have for you. Is there anything else that you would like for people to know about Buckeye wrestling in 2016, 2017? Uh, no, we're just excited. You know, um, you know, we kind of some new faces on the staff this year too, with the departure of departure of Coach Roselli and uh, Coach Thatcher, and we're, we're very excited for both those guys. You know, we love them. Uh, Coach Lou at Oklahoma is gonna he's gonna do some great things, and and uh, Coach Thatcher locally, um, and then the new faces we have on our staff, we're, we're super excited about, and um, Travell, and then uh, and then our our, our new uh, assistant coach that is actually I think is going to be named today, uh, Anthony Ralph, who is a uh, a very dear friend of mine. I've known him my whole life. We wrestled from the same same club when we were little. He's he's a little older than me, and he went to the same high school as me, not at the same time. And he's done some tremendous things at Notre Dame College, and he's just a recruiting wizard. So um, I think uh, with Coach Ryan, Travell, myself, and, and Anthony, we're going to have a uh, we're going to have we, we shouldn't miss a beat. So it's going to be uh, it's exciting, and that, that's kind of where our energy is right now. And we're just super enthusiastic about everything we got going on. All right, great. A big thank you to Jay Jaggers for joining us on the Sudden History Big Ten Preview Podcast. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. There you have it. That is it for part one of the two-part Big Ten preview podcast. Tune in again next week for part two. And until then. How the hell do I get off this stage?